nourishment shelter and companionship stories are the thing we need the most in the world our today's guest truly is trying to fulfill this quote by philip pullman through her impactful and unconventional stories hello and hi i'm your host neel shri welcome to the sixth episode of orthoport a podcast exclusively for authors let us know more about dr shalini mulik shalini is the author of starts from the borderless sea a book which takes an unconventional honest and empathetic look at the most universal human emotion love the book has been received and has been positively reviewed on many platforms the prestigious kitab.org also featured an excerpt from the book shalini writes fiction non fiction and poetry she was selected as juggernaut's selects author and was also one of the winners of the e she short story contest she has published five stories in three anthologies one of her short story was selected for publication in the anthology everything changed after that which was un- unavailed at the ananke women in literature festival in the year 2021 she has been invited as a panelist in the ananke women literature festival 2022 and is a speaker by incredible women of india she is a regular columnist with publication in in ishi magazine women's web and other platforms she has received the orange flower award for writing two times in her other avatar she is a practicing doctor specializing in respiratory pathology with many scientific research papers and textbook chapters to her credit she believes that arts and humanities have the potential to positively influence healthcare practices and priorities and is keenly interested in medical humanities her poetry has been published in reputed journals and she is a copy editor and on the review board of journal research and humanities in medical education her strong conviction that words have the power to change the world we live in comes together with the sensitivity of her writing as she tells stories that uplift empower and engage a late entrant to the world of writing shalini finds it takes her away from the noise and towards the silence it is also a good excuse to avoid hitting gym and stops her from helicopter parenting her teenage children she is the happiest in the company of books chocolate and old hindi movie songs though she has beautiful memories of her years in bangalore and has now put down roots to gurgaon she remains a delhi wali at heart and can be found at her official website which is www.shalinimulik.com so welcome dr shalini how are you uh, i'm good and thank you so much nilshree for this opportunity it's an absolute pleasure being here today with you we are equally glad to have you today and i think we should chat uh, more authorish now so i'll sure. start yeah uh, how did you come up with the title of the book 
So my book is called Stars from the Borderless Sea. Mm-hmm. This was actually a phrase that I stumbled upon while surfing the internet. You know, I was looking for a sto- for a title for one of my short stories I'd written, and I didn't use it there. This phrase stayed with me. And when I was putting this book together, it represented everything that I wanted to say about the book because it was a very evocative phrase. Uh, for me, it symbolized infinity, uh, which is synonymous with love. You know, the skies don't have a limit, the stars don't have a limit, neither does the sea. So I uh, decided to use this as the title for my book. This is this is very thoughtful, and uh, you know, it is equally intriguing as well. So now, what I'll do is I'll twist a popular question: What came first, the characters or the plot? Uh, okay for me in this book definitely the characters i could visualize each one of them geetika mahima rachna i could see them sitting where i've described them and i didn't have the stories so clearly drawn out but i knew i wanted to write about these people of course a lot changed along the way some of them even the names changed but the characters came first for this one wow that is lovely to know and what inspired the idea of this book Okay, this is going to sound very uh, strange, given that the book is a mature romance with a very, you know, it's a, it's very uh, like seeped in romance kind of a thing. Uh, what inspired such a book was actually the pandemic. So during the pan- <laughs> during the pandemic, there was so much chaos. There was so much. Um, I mean, there was so, so much, uh, it was a very bad headspace I was in seeing, like all of us. Mm-hmm. So I was craving an imaginary world where, you know, there's emotion, there's love, there's softness. And you know, where you can be protected from harsh realities, like what was happening outside. So I was driven to write romance. And of course, I also saw a lot of relationships happen and crumbled during the pandemic you know because uh, our lives were turned around so uh, that made me think about relationships and how all of us go through relationships which are so layered and you never know when those layers will be unmasked yeah. so it was a coming together of those features that inspired this book i proudly call myself as a pandemic uh, product but uh, the thing is having said that you are a doctor i am sure there would be a different scenario for you and i can only imagine what uh, you know what you have served you and the whole medical fraternity has yeah, done to make the situation better we seen it much better. more closely yeah. uh, you know so maybe it affected us in different ways and i i know a lot of people who've taken to writing during this time yes yes it has come as a therapy uh, to yeah. them as well i believe <laughs> yes definitely okay what is the perspective or a belief that you have challenged with this book of yours oh that's a tough question because i did not set out to challenge a belief i set out to tell a story uh, what happened in the process was that the stories became a little unconventional and they begin to challenge a notion or a box that we put love into mm-hmm. uh, so my stand or my thought not really a stand also is that um, love outside the space of confines of a label mm-hmm. any label marriage including mm-hmm. is often judged and all that i have tried to do through the stories is uh, say that let's not judge it let's just 
acknowledge it uh, mm-hmm. you know you don't know what happens in a relationship the only people who know it are the two people who are there and yet all of us are so quick to judge right yeah. he, he or she did this and she or she went away with so and so so life is not black or white life mm-hmm. is gray and i think all of us are living in somewhere in the spectrum of grace so let us not judge the other one because then we are equally susceptible to judging right yes. so that's what i try to do uh, i don't know how far i will be successful uh, but that's what i was trying to do uh, but so far the reviews that i've read for uh, the borderless the stars of borderless see i think uh, to some extent you have uh, been successful in challenging it Okay, so moving ahead to the next question. If your book is made into a movie, which actors would you like to play the characters? That's a very tough one because I watch very less TV now. So I'm really out of touch with the current. I mean, I just know the big, the people who are trending everywhere. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm, uh, you know, given the kind of times I grew up in, um, in an ideal world, Shavana has me. <laughs> Uh, the kind of depth that she brings. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, Tanvi Azmi, Madhuri mm-hmm. Dikshit, uh, you know, because uh, these are women who have depth in them. Yes. These are women who, you know, bring something new to every character they play. So. Yes. They, they, I think they totally live that character and then they make it their own, in yeah. their own way. So, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if you happen to meet these characters in your story, what would you like to say them? So I'd like to congratulate them on making some very, very unusual life choices. Mm-hmm. Choices for which they could have been judged. Choices for which they could even have been ostracized. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, I would congratulate them for owning those choices, for following through on them without any regret. For better or worse, because when they made that choice when any of us make a choice we don't know what that's going to turn out to be right so at the end of the day we must own up to our choices and they may be wrong they may be unconventional they may not serve us in the way we thought they would so i would congratulate them for owning their choices and living life in a totally kick-ass way that whatever it is it's my choice and i embrace my choice that is uh, a very uh, thoughtful i would say uh, a suggestion to you know greet them the way they are living their life and uh, i would like to know uh, what is the one risk that you took uh, while writing this book and you, now you feel that it's paid off so what is that risk uh, a risk in the sense okay so that's there's more than one risk that i think all of us should take a risk when we write something mm-hmm. because we are being true to ourselves and our story and that is a risk. It, yes. Others may not like it that way. But having said that, I did not give in to cliched endings like having my lead lady elope, my lead mm-hmm. couple elope, because they could not. Whereas in a story, they should, because they should be together, right? If you're mm-hmm. writing romance. Mm-hmm. So I did not, and that came to me as feedback also. But I wanted to tell the story that I want to tell. So that is one risk. And guess whether it's paid off, the stories have resonated. So mm-hmm. I hope that with someone it has uh, found place. The second is uh, interesting because and it would be interesting to you and the people listening to us today because from the writing space, the stories were a very unusual length. 
they were a novella length stories uh, which are generally not uh, considered for publication you know because they don't sell mm-hmm. see the publishing market it is market driven yes. and again i could have made the stories into full length books with making subplots but i didn't want to do that uh, mm-hmm. i felt that that would take away from my primary theme so in spite of rejections i stuck to the word length that mm-hmm. i wanted which Uh, and i'm very grateful for my publisher for you know understanding the place i was coming from because they did not pressurize me they let it stay the way it was so these two things i feel that uh, you know just just hanging on to what i wanted uh, could have been a risk <laughs> so both the risk that you have taken i some way relate to this because uh, the first one that you mentioned uh, i think romance talking about romance uh, a happily ever after can also be self love so romance <laughs> is romance absolutely with yourself it may be with others romance <laughs> yes, yes. absolutely and the second one is something that usually happens with me i'm not able to uh, so that is the reason why i refrain from taking any paid projects for writing because then uh, when someone tells me to write about a topic or a prompt that is something that does not come to me naturally whatever i feel yeah. i write and then one once you set me into a word limit fir to matlab it does yeah, not work I, only if you ask me to write 1000 words maybe i end up at 700 or 1500 so there is no 1000 for me that is the case yeah. so you you yes. need to let the flow go yes, so yes, yes a lot of us work like that and i i think that is where the creative part of it comes yes. so absolutely i agree so now talking about the publishing uh, what is uh, what is your most favorite and least favorite part of publishing <laughs> so what i enjoyed about the process uh, i'll take publishing as the process of getting my book out the whole yes, thing yes, yes. uh you know was the learning that came at each step mm-hmm. and for example you know when you're making a cover it's not just a cover you you there's a lot of thought that goes into so i began to appreciate all these things which i probably had not as a reader mm-hmm. uh you know uh, how what kind of a cover do you want what kind of a look do you want uh the learning that comes from a proofreading the learning that comes even from typesetting of a book these are not things that even when we are writing our book we consciously think about yeah. but when you're part of these processes it's it's fun you it's it's like your baby and your you're involved in each and every aspect of it so that is what i enjoyed most uh, of course and uh, honestly i'm also enjoying the conversations around my book mm-hmm. uh, because there is nothing more gratifying than having a reader a reader who you didn't know before your book mm-hmm. reach out to you and some of them may have a problem with the character some of them may say hey she shouldn't have done this but at least they've connected enough to reach out to you to have that conversation so that has been very gratifying and very very meaningful and very humbling mm-hmm. um and you also said i think what i didn't like mm-hmm. right oh so that's easy the rejections <laughs> that is an easy one <laughs> the waiting and then getting a rejection which happens so many times and so many levels you know mm-hmm. but uh, that's how it works <laughs> so uh, the basic story as you said the the story as it went from your end to the publisher uh, 
did it groom well after it went to the publisher like as you mentioned the stages copywriting and you know typesetting and yes. everything yes yes and that's yeah. that is something that if you don't mind i'd like to offer a piece of advice mm-hmm. that when any of us uh, contemplate self publishing and all of us do mm-hmm. uh, it's very important to understand that there was some enriching which was going to happen after our writing the book see we've done the beta reading the editing but after that there was value which is going to be added mm-hmm. so if we are not having a publisher do that for us we must do it ourselves because it affects the quality of your book i'm not saying that only abc publisher can do it mm-hmm. you can do it but you have to uh, work harder towards it you know okay. ensure you have a good cover and those kind of things so Yes, yes but then when we do it on our own it is also i think mandatory to either uh, a have an experience of how a book should be presented and you know having read a lot of content before we actually publish our own book so that i, I understand you know creativity does not have a format but then uh, there is something that should be unique and uh, not appealing i would say but then yes inviting uh, the readers to your book so that is something that can happen only when it grooms well through the stages absolutely absolutely the see no one is trying to change what you have written mm-hmm. but we do enhance ourselves also yes. when you yes. go out we are not doing it for the other person we we do it to present the best possible version of ourselves right yes. Yes. like you said it has to be appealing it has mm-hmm. to be inviting mm-hmm. so those steps we must take care of whichever way we get our book out so okay. there is a huge value there mm-hmm. i understand and uh... what is the definition of a successful author according to you so you've touched even one person with your words uh, it's a success i yes. i don't have any other metrics uh, yes, yes. i think that is true for most of us yes yes getting that one uh, comment or a message from a stranger saying that they could relate to the book in some way at exactly. some point of time that is the biggest achievement precisely so because yes. you've touched a life you've touched a heart you see yes, uh, yes. those that's that's not something that is easy to do uh, true, that's why i understand yes okay and towards the last uh, one message you would like to leave our audiences with today uh audiences who are trying to or or are aspiring authors or are already authors also i think every writer is an author i don't make that distinction so the advice is to keep writing um, mm-hmm. there is no other way uh, and you be consistent at the end of the day all everything else aside it it it's between you and your paper or between you and your laptop mm-hmm. till you get the words out you cannot improve them na you yes. have to have something mm-hmm. however bad however incoherent your first draft is that's what you're going to work with so that is one the second thing is keep reading uh that is re- keep read whatever even the newspaper even the magazine and the third thing which a lot of us forget is we must keep submitting a lot of us including mm-hmm. have these big folders on our laptops you know ki i've written this but i don't know if it's good enough to send anywhere Mm-hmm. we'll never know till we send it out you know we'll send it out it'll get rejected but it will also come back with comments which will help us grow so keep submitting that is also equally important you know wherever you are uh, submitting your work to so that is uh, i would say the best advice we've got ever 
so in all our episodes that i've recorded till now for podcast there's one thing that has come to write good content you need to first read good content so that goes without a say yes so thank you for taking out time and sharing your golden nuggets with us today it has been an absolute honor as well as pleasure so and uh, i would like to update our listeners there are some amazing authors and books that are lined up ahead so stay stay tuned and to make sure you are updated with every episode i would request you to subscribe uh, to the channel so that you get a notification whenever a new episode is up and yes the description for the website and uh, you know the link and everything is there in the description i would request you to visit the website we are gearing up for the next edition which will be out in october 2022 so i request all the listeners as well as dr shalini to contribute in any possible way you can yes so that's me and dr shalini signing off for today guys stay tuned take care thank you bye bye bye